got, it might be blowing the sound waves a little bit, I don't know, but uh, sometimes it's easy to get distracted by some of the technical things that, that go on, but let's keep our focus this morning. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. This is His Word, right? This is Jesus, amen? Let's this is the Word of God. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. It is my power. And it is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Give the seed A uh, beautiful day. I'm grateful this morning that uh, we can enjoy it out here in the midst of again, God's wonderful sunshine. And as we gather this morning, it's uh, uh, we've certainly certainly experienced kind of a wild beginning to 2020, and uh, still yet we know not what the future holds. But we're out here once again to give God all the glory, to lift up His name, and project Him, and not mightily magnify. Let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. I realized before I prayed that uh, when we're here and we're we're streaming this, and we know not where it goes, uh, as far-reaching effects. So, uh, as I speak and minister this morning, I certainly realize that this may wind up possibly some far part of the globe. Uh, who knows where it's going, but uh, we're speaking to everybody out there. I know we've got a number of people here in this parking lot this morning, but we're speaking past that. We're speaking out into the airwaves of the world. The technology today allows us to do that. So, folks out there in the data land, extreme land, we want to welcome you this morning. Uh, we pray that you will get touched, blessed, moved by this worship service this morning, by this word that's coming forth this morning. Uh, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have an excellent opportunity right now. Uh, all you've got to do is ask Him to come into your life, uh, forgive you of your sins, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and He's faithful to do that. So as we continue this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you would, pray with me. Heavenly Father, we're grateful today. We thank the Lord for this wonderful, awesome, blessed opportunity that we have. God, to, to come before you, as God, where your people gather, your word declares your presence. And Lord, we come today, God, knowing that you are again the author and finish of our faith, God. You're everything we are. As believers, God, our trust is in you, Lord, and so it be this morning. Our trust is in you for this service, God, and everything that takes place in this service. Every word that cometh forth from my mouth, God, I pray, Lord, you take it and you use it, God, that you touch a heart somewhere, or that you touch many hearts. Lord, that you even draw a soul, many souls out of the the chains of darkness and sin this morning, Lord, that they would see the light of Jesus Christ, that they would find, God, the hope in Him. And that, God, today somewhere on this great globe, Father God, somebody would be changed from a destination of hell to a destination of heaven, Lord. God, Father, that bodies be healed, that people be delivered, Father God, from strongholds and bondage and the things, God, that, that capture and keep mankind under the, Lord, the the hurt and the misery and the pain of, of sin, Lord, that today, God, we just proclaim the liberty that Jesus, you bring, and all the glory and praise goes to you in your mighty name. 
And keep in mind, and, and I believe I'm looking out here on a lot of people today that know what I'm talking about when I say there is power in believing in Jesus Christ. There's power in the Lord. There's power in the name of the Lord. There's power in the Word of God. The Word of God is God. The Word of God is Jesus. There's power. And we have power this morning as Christians, as believers, in the name of Jesus to combat the things that tempt us to combat the things that try to destroy us, we have been given a great and awesome supernatural ability and power because we believe. Amen? How do we believe? We have faith. Faith is what generates belief. Without faith, we would not be able to believe. Without belief, we would not be able to receive the power. Without believing in Jesus, how in the world could we ever receive Jesus? It's impossible. We could not. But with the faith that we've all been given, and the belief that derives from that faith, we have the ability to make a decision, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ into my life. I'm going to invite Him in to be my Lord. I'm going to accept Him to guide me the remainder of my life, and I'm going to know and understand and believe that because of that, I have the power to assist me against the temptations that so often bring me down, that so often beset me, that so often hinder me. The Word declares that we have that ability. We have that power. Thank God for it. We would all be very miserable creatures if we had no defense. If we had no ability to oppose the enemy. And, and I don't know if many see it this way, folks, but the world that we live in, scripturally and biblically, is our enemy. And I'm not speaking necessarily of people in the world. I'm talking about the system that we live in. I'm talking about the world system of sin and ungodliness. As I was preparing for a message, it just came to me, the most simplest message one can preach, but the most powerful message is the message of salvation. The message that offers a sinner hope. The message that offers the wayward a way that's eternal and eternal glory instead of misery and anguish and pain. And this morning, I celebrate my relationship with the Lord. I am overjoyed this morning. I, I, I'm absolutely declaring thanks and praise and appreciation to God today because I've received Him and I know Him as my Savior. I've received Him by faith. I believe upon Him and because I did, I've received the power that He has pledged in His Word to, get, to put into my body and bless me with, into my soul and my spirit and my life that I can walk this earth and live in it with joy and peace knowing that I have the power of God living in me. Awesome and great and I'm thankful this morning. So, in our relationship with the Lord and the power that we have brought about by the faith and the belief that we have in Him, let's look at the Scripture this morning. The first verse of chapter 5 in the book of 1 John says this, Whosoever believeth, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Amen. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That means you've been given a new life. If you believed on the Lord, you've been given a new life, a rebirth, if you will. Jesus and his visit with Nicodemus was trying to explain that very thing. 
that the man, before he can have a relationship with God, must have an experience with God, and you must be reborn again to receive a new life. So here John is, is stating again in his book, he says, whoever, whomsoever, believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. You know what that means? When we receive the Lord by faith and believe in him, something's supposed to happen within us. A thing called love, a love for God, instantly love for God. But you're also supposed to love all the people of God. We're supposed to love one another out here. It, Christians are supposed to love each other. It doesn't necessarily mean what church you attend. There's not supposed to be any denominational barriers. Well, I'll only love, I love my denomination. Or I'll only love this people. Or I'll only love that person. It means you will love all people of God. He that begat us and allowed us to be born again, here he, uh, John says that we are to express that love and to convey it forth, which in turn empowers us. Love is powerful. Love covers a multitude of sins. It also displaces fear. See, love is powerful. When you love God and you appreciate Him and you have an experience and a salvation experience and, and ask Him into your life, then there's again there comes an empowerment and that empowerment that comes is the love of God because God is love and when His presence sets up residence in someone, you and I, then there is a power of love that comes in and begins to lead us in a love for others, a concern for others, a will to help others, a will to lead others to Christ and that they can experience the same process that we did, that one by faith, that faith brought about belief and belief brought about acceptance of the Lord, and when we accepted the Lord, then our life was changed and became something greatly different. Amen and praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? Our lives became something greatly different and awesome. And this morning, again, I just want to express gratefulness to God because of that great allowance. It, it would be miserable to think otherwise. I know I'm looking out here at people, many of you have been Satan had a relationship with the Lord a long, long time. A, a wonderful relationship. Some of you, maybe not so long, but still a wonderful relationship. A, an empowered relationship, okay? Have you, have you enjoyed an empowered relationship with the Lord since you accepted Jesus? Praise God. How many of you again can relate that? That empowerment I've received is the empowerment of the power of love. The love for God and the love that God put in me for other people, there's a power in that. We live in a world today that does not have that kind of love. You can only have that kind of love by having the relationship with Jesus Christ, by allowing Him to come into your life and take up residence at your call and your desire as He invites you. You can only have that kind of power as a Christian. This world and this worldly system, folks, does not know that kind of love. Therefore, we've been given something very, very special and very, very dear. Something that's not only a word, but something that bolsters and enforces the very meaning, the God meaning. We, you and I, have a power this morning that those who do not know God and will refuse to accept Him do not have. We hope and we pray and we will that they would receive Him, that none be left out, that none be lost. 
that no man, woman, boy, or girl ever, ever refuses to come to the Lord. Because you and I know the results of not accepting the Lord. And so the Bible declares. So this morning, in this mostly confused and crazy and wild world that's going on all around us, again, some words of advice. And, and I thoroughly, uh, somebody, several people have mentioned last Sunday's sermon that and I got blessed by it myself, and I'm not taking credit. Every word comes out of my mouth, credit goes to God. He gives me what I give you, so I was just thoroughly blessed. But here again this morning, some words of advice. As this thing goes on, and just if this thing just ceases today, the world's still going to go on until the Lord chooses otherwise, right? We're still going to live in a world that's going on, so what do we do? We keep keeping on. We keep keeping on with what we do, right? We keep keeping on with the Bible. We keep keeping on with what God says, okay? I'm going to repeat something because I know I've said this before the last three or four weeks. Is we can get totally distracted by all this. You can get totally distracted by the world going on alone without the pandemic. You can become confused, but let me tell you something. You get into God's Holy Word and you start living it. First of all, you get a relationship with Jesus. And you get into this Word and you start living it, you start taking it to heart. You start seeing that love God has for us. If God didn't love us, He'd never allowed us the possibility of being saved through the work of the cross and the shed blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the death, burial, and His resurrection, praise God. But we're here this morning. We're here. Did you, do you know and understand that everything I just said took power? It took power. It took power for Jesus to come to earth. It took power for Him to minister. It took power for Him to go to the cross. It took power for Him to be raised out of the grave, praise God. And when He was raised out of the grave, that gave you and I an opportunity for eternal life. Hallelujah and praise God. There's power in came. That power came from the love of God. Every bit of it. Every bit of it came from the love of God. So, we just got to keep keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Keep doing what we're doing. It's because that we have got divine promise right here in this Word I'm preaching out of. You've got one. If you have a Bible this morning, you've been given promise. Not just one, but many promises out of the Word of God. Right out of the mouth of God. The Word of God is the mouth of God. What the Word says is what God says. We've been given the love that He provided to us. We've been given the power through the Word. But the promise is that we've got something ahead. Something ahead that is so much more than plenty to keep us keeping on. Keep us keeping on. Now, when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about keep keeping on the individual life. Keep keeping on as a as the spiritual head of your family. Keep keeping on as a as a part of this church. Keep keeping on in the places where you work, exampling and being an observable instrument of God upon this earth that the love can radiate through and the power of it touch other people. It's not all about the pandemic, even though I think the world made it all about that, and I'm not taking the seriousness of it or what. I'm going to tell you, 
it's all about is not a thing. It's who it's all about. And it's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus now. It's all about Jesus in the future. And it's certainly going to be all about Jesus in eternity. Amen. And if we hold true to God, we're going to one day see the glory and the power and the presence of our Holy Savior when we see Him face to face. As His Word declares and His promise to us. Continue reading in 1 John. Verse 2 says, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. Oh, there's an attachment there. There's an attachment there. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. You know this morning that going through rituals and ceremonies and religious observations as good as they are, that's not your salvation, folks. We're assembled here this morning, here sitting in the parking lot. Normally we'd be on the inside and we'd be in there doing what we're doing right now. But buildings and everything in them, they're not your salvation even though many have made them such. Their rituals and their, the things that they do, that become God. Folks, God is God. He's God. Jesus is Jesus. God, if you read the Old Testament, declared more than once. You don't need a temple to praise me in. God takes up residence in our heart. That's the wonderful thing about our relationship with Him. We become His temple. We become the presence of God on earth. And our exhibition is to be one of godliness and holiness and purity and righteousness and truth and honesty and a whole lot of other things. That's that empowerment that we have when we have the love of God in us because the love of God contains all those things. So John is declaring here and I find uh, John has a very poetic way of saying things and he declares many times more than once what he's trying to say, the same thing. But it's wonderful how he does that and how he puts things in effect from his, his writings and his reporting. Your believer activated by your faith again is that which allows you to keep on Keeping on. Now I want to stress on belief just a minute. What is it? What, what truly is belief? Belief is when you come to a firm commitment and an understanding, a pledge of all you are that you know that Jesus is Lord. That He is the Bible declared Prince of Peace. He is the lily of the valley. He is the Savior of mankind. He is the anointed Messiah. He's everything the Bible declares Him to be. And when you believe that, that means that you're taking that to heart and you're accepting it. And when you do that, then God's going to come into your life in a great way and you're going to see, again, a great difference from who you used to be and who you are now. And that the road ahead of you will even be more awesome and more power-filled and greater as every day goes by. But what is this about keeping His commandments? 
Let's read it again. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. You remember if you read the Word, Jesus Himself said that if you love Me, keep My commandments. What are His commandments? His commandments are the Word of God. His commandments are, are the road map of life. You ever wonder why there's so much energy uh, and so many resources and, and so many other things that, that's being used today to try to pluck these commandments up and cast them off and get them off public squares and out of schoolhouses and, and everything else? The devil's so afraid that some child is going to see his word and believe it. Hallelujah! I hope they do. People, especially youngsters, need to see the word of God and I strive this morning. Don't just bring your child to church and that's good enough until next week you bring them again. Folks, a relationship with God, especially in the life of a child, a youngster, begins at home. That's where they have to be really taught and have to live in a, a home where, where Christ is the example, where the love of God is flowing. I'll be the first to tell you, I can tell you many, many, many places and I can name them if I had permission to do that, which I will not. Many homes where there's no love, where children are living in misery and pain and anguish because there's no love, there's no love of God anywhere in the household. It is a wonderful, remarkable, glorious thing when a child can grow up under the nurture and admonition of God in a godly home, a Christian experience by a Christian mother and a Christian father, and maybe even Christian siblings living a life of God and enjoying the love of God and being empowered by God, which makes all the difference in ever being able to be effective. Praise the Lord that we've been given the ability to do that. continues and he says keeping his commandments and this next verse adds to that and I want to read it he said for this is the love of God this is the love of God and his commandments are not grievous they're not burdensome they're not a heavy load they're easy. If you look at society itself, if you look at the legal system and the laws of this great country that we live in, most every law that's ever been recorded on the books in this country comes from the Bible. You know, we could cite the major ones, Thou shalt not kill. Huh? Is that a pretty good one? Thou shalt not steal. Remember that one? Don't covet what your neighbor's got. Don't try to go get what your neighbor's got. Don't. What's it say about God? What's it say about idols? Who's God? First and foremost, right? He said, I'm God. I'll have no other gods before me. I'm going to tell you, we're living in a country that's got gods everywhere. And they're material gods. They're gods of prosperity. They're gods of having. They're gods of, 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 of all kinds of things, really, other than what the Bible says they are. See, God's the only God. When we love God, we make Him first. He's it. There's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with, with even having prosperity. But if you've got those two things without God, then you're poorer than you know you are. But when you've got God, you're richer than you know you're rich. Amen. His words many times over. His commandments are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. Verse 4. 
whatsoever is born of God, listen to this, overcometh the world. What did I just read you? Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Well, who is born of God? Christians are, right? I just read that starting out in verse 1 of chapter 5. So what's he declaring here? He can say instead of whatsoever, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Folks, that's us. We have the ability to overcome the worldly system. We have the ability to overcome the temptations that exist in the world. We have the ability to overcome the godlessness that exists in the world. We're overcomers. We're overcomers because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're overcomers because of the faith that all men have been given some of. That coupled one day with a word. Maybe by something you heard on your radio or something that you read or some preacher that was preaching, but your faith coupled up with the Word and guess what it became? It became belief. And you believe. And your life again changed after that. You weren't the same creature you used to be. You're a child of God now. You are born of the Creator. You've been reborn by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and all that occurred as Jesus walked this earth and ministered and did what He did. We've been given a great opportunity to keep on keeping on. And the wonderful reward, and it's not so much that we do it for reward, and that should not be your focus. What you do for the Lord should be for the Lord. And that only, not any look or or kind of a, a, a decoration or some kind of, of imagination you've got so that you're going to get some great reward. Hey, don't worry about that. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep keeping on. It's going to come, praise God. And you're going to be amazed when you see it, praise the Lord. But right now, we've got to keep on keeping on. Keep going. Keep doing what we're doing. And I'm saying, not just when this thing is over with, but after that. Keep on keeping on. There's a verse in the Bible, chapter 10, verse 9 of Romans. It says, I want to read it to you. I'm going to flip back here to it because I want you to see it. You can turn over there. Start just to quote it. But Romans 10 and 9 says this, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto, guess what? Salvation. Here's the power. This is what I've been talking about. It's not just a mere word. It's not just a mere thought. And just a mere speaking because the confession by the mouth has to be coupled with belief in the heart. And that's what empowers us and enables us to receive what God declares we can receive in His Word. I want to read. Continue reading still in verse 4 of chapter 5. Start at the first again. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. A little thing called faith overcomes this system that we're living in. Is able to overcome again the temptation, all the attempts, all of the 
sin and ungodliness and worldliness and carnality and immorality and everything that could possibly ever try to affect us, guess what? By our faith, it turned into belief that, that culminated in receiving Jesus has allowed us to be overcomers by this thing that is called faith, amen, and to be able to resist the things who His only mission is to cease us and stop us and we can actually say in essence that the system of this world is our obstruction on our trip to heaven. Okay? I'm going to say that again. The worldly system that we're living in is our obstruction on our path towards heaven. But you and I have overcome that world because Jesus overcame Jesus overcame the world. And because He did, we can. And we are. He that overcometh the world, but he that believeth, that believeth, that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. The particular term used there, overcomer, is connected to another word, biblical word, and we use it quite often victory. Overcome is a military term and it's actually speaking as an instrument of warfare. It's a weapon, if you will. We have this as an instrument, as a weapon, as that one which enables us to overcome. Because when you by faith, believe on Jesus and you accept Jesus, folks, you've accepted this. That's why He said, and keep my commandments. Because when you enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, this becomes your weapon. This becomes your instrument of warfare. This becomes your ability that enables you to resist and stay and hold off and push back this worldly thing that's constantly constantly, constantly trying to invade you with whatever way, form, and manner that it possibly can. We're living in this thing, but again, we're not citizens of it. I want to recite a verse again. Here we have no continuing city, but we're sure seeking one to come. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning, and out there again, I want to invite you, even here, I don't know who can hear me, even out there. I don't know how far this carries. But I want, to, I want to tell you something this morning. You may have gone all your life living your own way, doing your own thing. And I'm not going to say you might have enjoyed it. There, you know, some people say sin's never enjoyable. Well, I beg to differ. It's enjoyable or people wouldn't be doing it. They just don't know that they're in the trap. They don't know that they're caught already. But I want to say this morning, wherever you're at, Whatever may your, be your situation this morning, you may be in a terrible condition. You may be laying in a gutter, maybe with just some some phone this morning that somehow God enabled this thing to get across to you or some other preacher somewhere, some other church somewhere. Their broadcast went to you. You may be getting it there in the slop of the gutter this morning or you may be in a high palace somewhere with all kinds of riches or whatever. You see, it makes no difference your stature on this earth. 
What makes a difference in your destination is whether you know Jesus Christ or you don't. It doesn't matter if you're in the pit this morning or it doesn't matter if you're in high stature financially because if you don't have Jesus Christ, you need Him in your life today. He is your soul hope. He is your help. He is more than I can possibly stand here this morning and tell you that He is because He's Jesus. He's full, full, full of the power heaven and God and everything Lord that we need this morning that you need and I'm grateful today to be able to stand here so I'm going to lead you in prayer this morning this is a prayer of salvation yeah I don't know where this is going so wherever it's going it's most evidently penetrating ears and you can even see it on your screen whatever form of screen you might have some of you are sitting right here Lord God, I come to you this morning. And I confess that I'm a sinner. And I've sinned. But Lord, I have been miserable and pain, Lord, has been part of my life. But God, today, I've received myself, Lord, the message your love, of your mercy, and your grace. And God, what that preacher said, that I have faith, I never realized that before. But I take that faith as weak and meager as it might be, Lord, and, and I place that, and I want to say to you this morning, God, I believe. I believe on Jesus. I believe Jesus Christ came to this earth and bled His blood and died on the cross of Calvary. And He was placed in a tomb, but He was risen out of that tomb and rose back to life, and that I can rise back to life in His name this morning. And I'm sorry for my sins, Lord. I ask You to forgive me, and I accept You as my Savior and my Lord Jesus. And I declare myself this morning saved by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And this morning, we give the praise of God. Amen. And amen. I hope you've done that. God bless out there every word here in this parking lot. Thank you for your attendance today. Again, we love every one of you. You're supportive. And through this time, I know it's been difficult and it's been hard. And we've had to go to different measures beyond to do what we do. But I just want to commend you and say, God bless you. I know you're here because you love the Lord. I know you're here because you got Jesus in your heart. And I know you're leaving here today with the power, the power of the love of God in your life. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.